Hey girl, you are so amazing and you possess this unique inner awesome that the world so desperately needs. And guess what? Your body size has nothing to do with that part of you. But I get it. I spent way too many years living in insecurity and I've spent the last decade working with women just like you who struggle with the same. And when it comes down to it, I think our amazingness becomes all too easily eclipsed by two things. Body bullying, which in turn impacts how we take care of our body and our health. Whether it's overeating, undereating, overexercise, not moving at all, moving from dieting to the anti-diet culture, girl, the pendulum just keeps swinging. I started this podcast because it's time to break up with body bullying and find a way to live balanced in your body. I'm Jess, body bully warrior, registered dietitian, and food freedom guru. I love talking about food and nutrition because I believe knowledge is power. And when we have knowledge and we know how to navigate that within our own body and our own story, we can be unstoppable. (laughs) If you're looking for more support, please email me at jessbrownrd at gmail.com. And I'd love to be in your corner personally and walk with you on your food freedom journey. Let's stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat so we can finally live free in our own body. Grab that cup of coffee or lace up those running shoes and let's dive in to today's show. So the other day I went to the doctor's office and I got on the scale and I don't have a scale at home so I don't see my weight but I was super surprised to see that my weight is 20 pounds heavier than when I had my first kid. So my oldest is six and it kind of threw me and I don't want to get hung up on the number And if that number is, um, I say the number because one, I I don't like not saying numbers. I think it gives numbers too much power. But um, to me, it triggered something in me. Like it felt like a number that was beyond what was comfortable to me. And there was a moment that I was like, oh, this is not good. Like I'm starting to get older and I can feel it. And maybe I need to stop this intuitive eating thing and start, you know, cleaning up my diet. That goes against everything I talk about. It only lasted a few minutes, but I know that I am not alone in those thoughts where it's like we suddenly feel like our body's outside of our control, like it's doing something we didn't anticipate it to do, like we can't trust intuitive eating. See, I'm gaining weight. My pants are tighter. I can't keep going this route. Um, Yeah, I mean, those feelings are real. We do live in this culture. So I think they come up, but I want to talk to you guys. I just want to give you a little audio pep talk today on how to not let these these distractions come and derail you from your food freedom journey so you can stay focused on what's most important in your life. And I know I'm not alone in this because I also opened my email this morning and one of my long, long time clients who is doing so awesome on her journey to food freedom emailed me and said, "Uh uh-oh, Jess, I tried on a swimsuit this weekend and I need to see you. I had another friend last week who, again, feeling really good in her body and, you know, she hasn't gotten on the scale, but same thing. She was somewhere, ended up having to get on and her weight was a lot higher than she thought. And it's like the same thing where we feel this dichotomous thinking where half of us knows we feel good, but the other half is like, wait, but is this healthy? Like, is this, is this okay that my weight's doing this and that my body's changing? Am I going to be okay with it if it continues to do this? So today, I've, I want to give you guys this audio pep talk because this is a really hard thing to navigate. I mean, honestly, it's something I've struggled with and it's something I have to give myself a pep talk for. So I figured y'all could use it too. I'm totally stoked to be in your corner today and just love on you guys from this microphone. 
As you know, I'm also in the middle of a debunking diet series, so I will be bringing that to you guys. It's every other week. So last week I talked about intermittent fasting. Uh, It was intermittent fasting or fraud. If you haven't listened to it, you definitely want to check it out because I guarantee you will be somewhere, somebody will bring it up, and that episode is really going to help you navigate that conversation. Not so much to get everybody on the same side, but just to help you know where you land so that you don't ever feel pressure to try something that someone else is pushing or that a headline is pushing because that happens. And so definitely want to check that out. Next week, I will be talking about keto or veto. Really excited to bring this one to you guys. Both intermittent fasting and keto are some of the two most popular and most commonly searched diets right now. So yeah, I think it's totally important that we have the details on the research, the stories, the insight. I have tried both, so I'm going to give you my personal experiences. So yeah, that is coming to you guys every other week. I'll be doing that for um, every other week for the next eight weeks. But in the meantime, I just, I have this, like I said, this audio hug I want to give everyone because it is this weird space to be in when you are working on feeling more confident in your body and comfortable with who you are, yet sometimes things are changing and they're not going in the direction we want. And we're like, but now is it diet culture if I want to lose that weight? Or, you know, am I I sabotaging myself if I try to increase the, the rigidity with what I eat? So I want to really just ground us today. I've got three points for you. So number one, if you get in this space where you're like, "Ah, what's happening in my body? You know, I thought I was doing something right. I was intuitive eating, but things are changing and I don't know. Go back to your values. Get in line with those. Get clear on those. Do an assessment of how authentically you are living within those values. And if you don't know what your values are, I'm going to go ahead and put a link in the show notes to a free assessment. But it's essentially you identifying the top three to five things you value in life. For me, it's faith, family, health, and meaningful or influential work. Those are the things that I have to go back to. So when I got off the doctor's office or the scale at the doctor's office, after trying to reconcile that I'm 20 pounds more than I was pre-baby, I immediately went back to those values. Like, does this information change or limit my capacity to authentically live in any of those values? And across the board, the answer is no. In fact, me being at this weight actually feels a little bit better. I feel like I have more energy to serve my family. I have a higher capacity within my faith because I've had to trust that my body, like I'm more than my body. And if it starts to change, like I'm still me, my personality still me. God made me who I am and he made my body and there were no mistakes in that. In terms of my health, no, I'm still totally healthy. So there's no issues there. And then in regards to my ability to do meaningful work, I don't think it influences that. I mean, I I think it would if I let it, you know, and that would be a mental body image battle that I would have to overcome, but no, it doesn't. So going back to those values can really ground you and put any body changes or body discomforts into perspective. Like, okay, I get the culture or our culture says that this is supposed to be the thing that you pay attention to and that you don't let slide and that you have to remain perfect on, but guys, that's really not the case. When you lay your head down on your pillow at night, what are the top things that you want to know you put your energy into during that day? And those are going to be your values. 
And guess what? Your weight probably isn't one of them. So go back to those values and just remind yourself that you, girl, are so much more, so much more than your body. And your body is dynamic in nature, so we can anticipate that there will be changes, but it really doesn't change who you are, what you're capable of, and your ability to love others and and be loved by it. So once we get that foundation established, we can really go back to this empowered eating model, which is, okay, based on my values and realigning what's most important in my life, here's the degree to which I want to put energy into focusing on my diet. And this keeps us out of like the all or nothing, kind of like the fear-driven extreme behaviors that we engage in when we feel uncomfortable in our bodies. Because that's super common, right? It's like, you don't feel good over the, or you indulge in the weekend and then you wake up Monday morning, your pants don't fit and you kind of freak out and you're like, ah, okay, I need to, you know, eat nothing but chicken and rice and vegetables all week. Like that's the extreme behavior that we really are trying to avoid because that really promotes this, this cyclic binge restrict cycle that really increases shame and leaves us not trusting our body and feeling not good in our body. So we want to stay away from that, but we do want to feel that we are making empowered eating choices. And so this is going to be a combination of balancing that internal awareness. So how my body responds to the food I eat. So, you know, if I wake up Monday morning and I'm feeling kind of crummy because I ate Chinese food and (laughs) drank beer all weekend, it's like I need to, instead of feeling guilty about that, I need to take that in as biofeedback and hear what my body is saying about that. (laughs) it made me laugh I hung out with some friends this weekend and one of my friends said the cutest thing she said like my head says yes but my body says no like my head says yes give me that cake but my body says broccoli (laughs) and I think that's something that we need to pay attention to it's like yes we may want things but what is our body truly saying about it and if we can accept that as biofeedback instead of like shame based rules, then that's going to help us decide how we want to eat the next weekend. So we want to balance this internal awareness with nutrition knowledge. And the nutrition knowledge piece is something that it's kind of tricky because there is a lot of information out here. I'm, you know, I'm trying to do all I can to bring you as much as I can on this podcast, but guys, this is where I can help and I can bring and fill that nutrition knowledge gap that you may not have. I mean, there is a reason I went to school for eight years in studying nutrition. I know that seems like a long time. (laughs) Was it eight years? No. Okay. So seven years because I did six years of school, one year of an internship. So I've spent a great amount of time studying this stuff. And, you know, just like I take my taxes to an accountant, I don't know how to do all the details of accounting. I mean, I know some of it, but I really don't know all the inner workings and the the things I can write off and the things you can't write off and the things you need to record and the, you know, all that stuff. I mean, there's a reason someone goes to school to learn those things. It's the same thing with food. And so this is where I can help and really be like a sounding board for the nutrition information you've picked up and help you navigate what's applicable to you and what is like the stuff to let go of. So we've got values and empowered eating and the final piece of this puzzle and this pep talk today is let's watch our language So when we start to get in this space of like not feeling good in our body, we kind of tend to drift towards like it almost like that victim mentality. Like things are beyond my control. My body is something that is a part of me yet I have no control of. And this really puts us in a dangerous spot because then we feel hopeless and helpless and 
who's motivated to take care of their body and their health when we're in that posture? No one. We feel crummy and we feel the burden of shame. And so we really want to stay away from this. So we're going to do a few things here. We're going to watch our language and how we're speaking about our food choices and our exercise choices. So instead of saying, I can't eat that, I can't exercise, we will come to this place of like, I'm choosing to eat or to not eat this, or I am choosing to engage or not engage in exercise. And guys, guess what? If you're like, I can't exercise this week. Okay, first of all, we're going to reframe that to, I'm choosing not to exercise this week. But here's where we're going to stay out of the shame spiral because there are legitimate weeks or time periods or seasons of life where exercise is just not feasible to fit into your schedule. And instead of sitting in the on the shame chair saying like, oh, well, I should exercise, whatever. No, we are going to own the fact that this is a season that does not set us up to be successful in this area. So we're going to have to redirect our energy and our effort. So I'm thinking of this one gal right now. She's one of my clients and she's at home with her kids. She's a working mom. Kids are virtual, doing virtual school and husband is gone like all day work. She legitimately has obstacles that prevent her from going to the gym. She could load up all her kids, drop them off somewhere and go to the gym but she doesn't want to because her value like she is more concerned about taking care of her kids and why would that be a bad thing why would we put shame on that so I worked it out with her and instead we we got her to this place of empowerment where she's like okay I'm choosing to not prioritize exercise right now because I'm giving my energy to my kids. I'm giving my energy to my work. Where I would normally be at the gym and maybe taking care of myself physically, I'm not at a capacity where I want to prioritize my time to do that. I'm taking care of my family. And once she was able to get there, it was really interesting. The conversation kept going, but she kind of got into the space where she's like, but you know what I could do? I've got some weights at home. I bet you... Like during one of those classes, I could just do like a quick HIIT workout. It was amazing. (laughs) I mean, it it kept her out of this space of like, I have no control. And rather, it helped her to see her situation really clearly. She wasn't doing anything wrong. In fact, she was totally living within her values. But then she was able to find a way to make it happen. It was was awesome. (laughs) So same thing happens with our food. It's like when we say, I can't eat that. I can't eat whatever it is that we're we're um, telling ourselves we can't have it's like we immediately get in this space of like that food has power over us rather than I'm choosing to have that or not have that based on you know my long-term goal or based on my values so we really want to stay in this empowered language space because it allows us to hold on to our whole picture hold on to our capacity and see it for exactly what it is and stay out of the shame spiral. It is productive for no one. Okay, so there you have it, ladies. This is your Monday morning pep talk. I hope you go into this week empowered, knowing that you are doing all that you can within your capacity. And if there's somewhere in there you've got some shame or you're feeling like you should be doing more, you should be exercising more, you should be eating differently, instead of like fighting that, I just want to invite you to to look at it And see if maybe, just maybe, the reason you're not doing those things is because you're actually putting your energy into something else. That way you can have a really clear picture and you've got that ownership over your life. You have the ownership over your choices and your health because really that's what this comes down to. We are in charge of ourselves. We are in charge of 
taking on life with the deck of cards that we were dealt. And when we come to that place, we can we can do a whole lot more than I think we realize. And that's when our awesomeness is amplified and health can fit into the compartment in which it's supposed to fit in in our lives and it doesn't like overtake everything and it doesn't become our primary focus rather we can be the mom the entrepreneur the businesswoman the leader the student the friend the auntie whatever role we are called to be in we can be there wholeheartedly without this like diet culture food shaming body shaming baggage Happy Monday, y'all. I hope you don't start a diet today. Rather, I hope you go into this week with that empowered eating mentality and you rock this week. I will see you next week as I continue the debunking diet series. Remember, next week is keto or veto. And until then, cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, please head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review, and subscribe. Ladies, can you imagine how much better our world would be if women everywhere were free from diet culture and misguided nutrition advice and had the ability to step into their full potential? Just sign me up for that world. If you have a girlfriend in mind that you know is amazing, but she's held back by food, body, or diet culture hangups, please join the mission and share this episode on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more support, I would love to be in your corner and walk with you personally on your food freedom journey journey. Email me at jessbrownrd at gmail.com and I'd love to shoot you over my coaching menu. Cannot wait to chat with you babes next time. Until then, cheers and happy eating.